The following conversation originally aired on The Point on KPOV 88.9 FM, Community Radio of the High Desert in Bend, Oregon. In our studio today is Kimberly Smythe. She's the founder of the Hanai Foundation, which built Hanai, a unique indoor-outdoor gathering space on nine-acre parcel of land. Welcome, Kimberly. Welcome to The Point. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Tell our listeners, what is Hanai? Hanai is a dream I had during um, a portion of my life where I reached out to tell a story. And I was uh, talking to my editor of a book I was I was writing, and it just came out of the blue. It was like we were having this conversation, and then I just said, you know what I really want to do? She was talking about like what I would have to do to sell books and what I really wanted to do came out of me, which was to build a place, a space where people know we're more alike than different. And I went on this little diatribe. We both looked at each other and we went, wow. That, and that was probably, i guessing, 12, 13 years ago. Had no idea how this would manifest. So yeah, we both looked at each other and knew that that was going to be in my, my trajectory of life. It's a place where I felt like I didn't have when I went through my trying times in my life when I was really young. I write about it in my book to actually have a space and have people show up to help me on my journey of making it very intentional, making it some place that I wanted people to walk in and just go, oh, this is different, you know? And I think we've been successful in that. I've had people walk in and and walk out of the journey and I'm so grateful for what they could bring. Um, so it's it's been about collaboration and cooperation and, and having people... Uh, just say yes to it during my hardest times, during construction and during an opening, which was not exactly what people were that interested in at the time. <laughs> so we've been open for a few years now, so you can only imagine what that might have been. But to see people come in and really want to, the facilitators, speak to one another, and they, they also do things together. I think that's the way of the future. I think that's what we're here to do is to create and collaborate and have fun. So yeah, it's it's been a beautiful journey for me. It's a nonprofit, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. it's a space where people <clears throat> put on workshops there. They don't work for Hanai. They just, it's a space people can rent and use and bring their knowledge and workshops to. Correct? Yes, we do that as well. Um, our foundation, we have a group called the Hanai Ohio. Hana, which means family, uh, Hanai family. And we're coming up with our own programming. We are very mindful of doing our own thing, not copying what other things other people are doing in the community. We just did a grand opening where we had two days of uh, different things happening at the space so neighbors could walk in. There was no charge for that, um, but they could have free food. We could have free uh, entertainment, and we had workshops the next day where we had like 20-minute workshops so people could get a sense of what we do there. It was really important for us to have an opportunity for people to walk in and see what Hanai is because there's lots of questions of it. You know, unfortunately, I was reaching out to the community and then the universe said, no, you're not going to reach out to the community. <laughs> so uh, it's been a little slow for us to go out. So thank you again for uh, asking me to come here because it's important for people to understand what we're doing there because I think it's it's the way of the future. We're We're very interested in what other people are doing, too. What I'd like like to know more about is the intentionality behind identifying how people are more alike 
then they are different. Mm. And so you do this through workshops. Do you also offer workshops too? That is in the future. That is why we have the, the Ohana group. That's uh-huh. what we're going to be doing um, into probably every quarter. We're doing our own creation, which is what really makes me excited about it. But we also have the opportunity for people to come in and um, expand what they're doing. We have therapists that come in that are overwhelmed doing one-on-one therapy. And so they have an opportunity to have more people and, and grow in that. The expansion that I've seen by people just stepping out and, and know there's a need and want to help. A lot of people are looking for answers in the world. There's so many different ways that they can get there. And, you know, I've been so blessed by the people that have walked through the doors and they might just have a conversation with me but and leave. <laughs> and I may never see see them, but they could have shown up on a day that I was having a real struggle. And it's just been such a magical thing for me to have this experience of putting out an intention and having people help me with with understanding truly what that is. And they show up and they help me with it. And then they might not ever come back, but they just kind of did their part. And that's what it's about, I believe, is, you know, setting your intentions, keeping your boundaries, knowing what you really want to feel and, and, and to see, like I said before, that the actual facilitators meeting other facilitators and then working together. It's just been so so fun to see the manifestation of an idea. I think what's interesting is the pandemic, even though I know that it happened at a terrible time for you as you're trying to bring the community together and we're given the message, uh-huh. everyone in the community stay apart. It also set a foundation because so many people are searching for ways to be together. And and they're not doing it the old ways. They're looking for new and creative ways to do it. I wanted to talk about the space because it's an interesting space, the architecture. I, you know, I visited there a few times. In fact, I had uh, I, I brought a client there and did some work in one of the rooms. And there's three different, there's several different rooms. One of the rooms has swings hanging from it where you can just sit and, you know, it, it, it creates a space of um, comfort and ease. And another room has a, a garden on the wall and a hole in the center so you can sit down inside this this pit around a circle and then there's like a community gathering room and a kitchen um i think you a lot of thought went into the architecture can you Mm -hmm. say more about that yeah our uh, the designer was piper lucas and the architect was gary holbrook and i just went to them and said i really want to use sacred geometry because that's the the mathematics of nature and let's like listen to what nature has to say and Piper just jumped in and she I really wanted the spaces to have multiple uh ideas in it the hanging chairs can come down and you can use it in that space in multiple ways and it's not a huge building but we really wanted the the creativity even for people that are facilitating to be allowed to do different things in the room so and in the the uh, earth room that you were talking about with the 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 fire pit like feeling there's no fire there but it's just that uh we did a listening project with my daughter my daughter did it carly Smythe, and um she spent uh quite a few years before we even uh set you know 
broke ground asking the community, what do you see happening here? We had five questions and we asked over 115 people. She did a great, great job at really uh, ciphering out like what the the concerns were for the community, what they saw the need for. Um, uh, Lots of different wonderful uh, feedback was happened from that. And one of the things was... You know, people said, you know, when you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're sitting around the fire and everyone, no one has their devices with them. So we really took everything that we could and integrated it in the space. You know, a lot of the, the doors open up to the to the outside and um, each one has kind of its own feeling and uh, possibilities. But, um, you know, uh, the idea was once again, you walk in and go, okay, this is different. And like, oh my gosh, I could do this here. You know, like you're creative juices kind of flow when you when you see something different than you know square square box <laughs> yeah no and, and and what I love is also the landscape around it's kind of built on a semicircle or a circle almost right we found like this little place in the the it's a pretty flat piece of land, and the architect, we really spent a lot of time walking the land and finding a space that felt like Mother Nature's holding us. Like, behind the earth room is Mother Nature, because it's, it's set into the side of the, 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 side of the uh, landscape. Um, and we have, we have trails back there. We have a fire pit. We have some, some water features back there. We have a grassy area. We also have another place we call the amphitheater, because it kind of had a natural feel of a little tiny amphitheater. So... It was really cool during our, our grand opening to see all the spaces being used. You know, the the kitchen has a, a window that opens up to the outside. And it was so amazing for me to see in live time all the spaces being used. At the same time, you know, there was someone teaching about tea in the in the kitchen with people out in the porch. And and then, you know, grounding that was happening and, and the, the, the grass area and all the different rooms were being used and all that, you know, the sound and, and everything was just, just, it's one thing to have a dream. It's another thing to like walk through its manifestation. <laughs> and it's not just me, but it's me and it's everyone that's, that's been part of the dream, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's super, super, uh, gratifying to see the souls that are interested and, um, um, and show up. Um, you mentioned that you were writing a book. Now, was that the impetus to this idea? Yeah, um, I just uh, had a tough time uh, in my life, and I kind of uh, I gave a child up for adoption when I was seventeen, barely seventeen, and I tried to reconnect with her, thinking that that would be my my solace, my you know my healing, and it it really made my journey a lot more crooked because uh, we really tried for. 18 years, I believe, to connect. And we just really couldn't figure it out. It was really complicated. And I just, I had this feeling like I just wanted to to say that which I was terrified of saying by writing it down. And it was a really amazing journey because it what it taught me was in the writing of it. My poor husband listened, <laughs> had to go through all the ramifications or the different versions of the story, right? Um was that I was so hard on myself. I was so brutal. You know, some of my writings were just hard to read. And my editor even said, you know, Kim, I think uh, people kind of need to like you a little bit. So uh, <laughs> so I learned a lot because it, it really brought out things I didn't know were there. Um, 
and you know the the pain and the separation and the the sadness and all those things but it, it really i think when you do things that you're terrified of and and you know my books out there people can get it at hanai if they're interested and the name it's called letting go again mm. thank you uh-huh <laughs> and uh it, it really started me on this journey to where i am now you mm-hmm. know and it was it wasn't easy but i think i think the easy path sometimes uh might make you feel okay but it's the tough ones that that help you uh know that it's okay for you to be vulnerable it's okay for you to feel uh like no one's going to like you <laughs> and then to find out that that's actually not true so yeah it was a real big learning for me to do that well and so the the workshops that you have at Hanai um help support other people's growth and this is a gift you've given to the bend community right you lived in hawaii and now you're in you're in bend and hanai means hanai is a word that uh <clears throat> It, it means to nurture, to bring up. In old days in Hawaii, my husband's part Hawaiian, and I, 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 I asked his father if I could use the, the term because um, I think that's important to ask your elders if you could use um, something like that. And so I did. And in old days, the, they didn't have written language, so the, the elders or the kapuna would uh, adopt or raise uh, some of the grandchildren. My husband's uh, grandfather was actually raised by his kapuna and didn't even know English till he was 10. So so it's in it's in my husband's family. Um, modern day Hanai means like, I love you as a sister, so you're my mm. Hanai sister. Mm. It's the idea of, of all are welcome. You know, that's really very popular in Hawaii is all are welcome, please come, mm. come. You know, and Perfect um, I love that spin on adoption uh, a lot more than what I went through which was please sit down and shut up is what I heard from society we don't we're not interested in your story um and whether that's true or not I don't know but that's the feeling that I got especially when I went through the idea of me being a natural mother which is what they called people that gave their children up when I gave my daughter up to now birth mother, that, that change of a label uh, really affected me. And I understand now how labels can really be detrimental uh, because sometimes you have to go through things to really understand. Natural mother really meant to me like I still had something in this story. Birth mother made me feel like sit down and shut up. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, we have just about a minute left, and I, I really want to hear what kinds of things are going on at Hanai House. I'd love people to to know what you're doing. Yeah. What What are you doing next next year? What kinds of things? In January, I think we uh, we have a vision board workshop that you might know a little bit about. <laughs> yes, I'm putting on a vision yes, board. Yes, I think we, we do, and we'll, hopefully we'll, we'll be we'll talking t- we'll about t- it briefly. Yes. And we have a couple different sound uh, meditations going on, one with the didgeridoo. For some reason, oh, it's tough oh. for me to talk about or to remember how to say that. And one with crystal bowls. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a private event that's happening in which we do that. Um, we have a new moon women's circle that's been happening uh, monthly there. We have an interesting day-long, it's called a day-long detour. It's about um, uh, coming together and realizing our stories matter, which I sounds, sounds really fascinating to me. Um, we also have a movement dance class that's happening, and all that can be found on our website, HanaiFoundation.org. Uh, you can look at the calendar um, and have 
that's where you can find all the information. And people can sign up for a newsletter where you'll yeah. send out mm-hmm. information. Some of these sound really fascinating. I'm looking forward to going on there and uh, and learning more about it. It's Hanai, spelled H-A-N-A-I. Uh-huh. Foundation. Foundation. Dot org. Well, Kimberly Smythe, thank you for this gift. I know your journey has brought you here, and um, and we're grateful for, for you stepping up to that journey and sharing this beautiful, beautiful space. For those who haven't seen it, 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 uh, it is very calming. It, you, you did manifest exactly what you wanted. It feels exactly the way you describe it, very healing. Well, it's people like you that help with that, so thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, this is our last show of the year. 2023 Mm -hmm. is coming really quickly. And Jackie, you had mentioned something about vision boards, both you and Kimberly, when you were talking. And can you tell us more about what is a vision board? You're doing a workshop, right? Yeah, so I'm doing a workshop the first weekend in January at Hanai House. I thought that would be the perfect venue. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to do some exercises to kind of go in, but then you you cut things out of magazines. You can either, you know, Google them and, and, and print out things, but you put things on a board that you want to envision happening. So it's almost like an affirmation. And, you know, the science is there about affirmation. Affirmations. The brain sometimes can't tell the difference between what you're, you know, what it, what you're thinking and what you're actually doing. So if you put it out there, it's almost like a goal statement. And um, so the goal is to just keep looking at it throughout the year. I know my vision boards. Each year, I look and I go, "Wow, I really that really happened." So I think that's an important thing. So I, you know, even if you don't come to this, I urge people to do a vision board. But what I love is something that you had shared was the three words. Tell us a little bit about what that is for the new year. Well, that's a little simpler. I, I want to share that I've done vision boards and they really are a great reminder. They, they help me focus on what I hope to achieve in the next year, but it was a visual. Right. And so if your mind gets really scattered and crazy, sometimes having a visual to refocus. And that's what the three words do too. Like last year, my three words were acceptance, joy, and ease and comfort. I know that's cheating. I had four. Somebody reminded me that. But I I use those three words to help me make decisions. So you pick three words for the year. Yes. And what do you post it note around your mirror? Or you just remember, these are my three words that I'm going to focus on for the year. And I, I would encourage people to look at them every day. Yes, put them on a mirror, put them on your refrigerator. In fact, that's what I do. So I see them every day. And then I can ask myself, so what am I going to do today that brings me joy Or what am I going to accept that's out of my control? Stephen Covey talks about the circle of influence and circle of concern. My goal is to stay in what I can actually do something about. Well, good. Well, I hope you all out there listening pick your three words and that they come true for you. Thank you, Kimberly Smythe, for being our guest. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert. For more information or the KPOV program schedule, go to kpov.org. We welcome feedback. Drop us a line, podcast at kpov.org.